Alright, here we go. Hey ladies and gentlemen, how's it going? This is Michael Vinicor with my left hand man, Philly Flips, because he's on my left hand. How you doing, Philip? How's it going today? I'm fantastic. How are you, Mikey? I'm really good. Um, it's been it's taken a little bit of for us, you know, we've been really busy with the business, sleeving, sorting, shipping. Shout out to Whatnot, obviously sponsoring this video, revolutionizing the hobby, just really insane how much fun we've been having on whatnot you broke on whatnot yesterday for your first evening session i had my i had my late night debut on the whatnot app. how was it it was a good time it was a little little rocky at first but we got we talked them off we got a little thing going at the after in the That's late awesome. evening it was good it was a good time i mean listen the cool thing about whatnot is we can obviously have the high stakes breaks where it's super crazy and we sell you know super high on items or you can do the smaller breaks which is fun for the people because they can hit big cards for a cheap amount and if they lose it's not so bad i know you enjoy that more yeah, too. I like like the little stuff, like the yeah. little core kings hit drafts, like sixty bucks a spot. So like, if you don't like hit, it's not the biggest of deals, and that's right, what I'm gonna have you focusing deal. on with whatnot, because mm -hmm. obviously we've been doing all these super high breaks, so some of the lower breaks. Yeah, I like. Shout the out to stuff. E Man. Shout out to the entire Polwax team. Honestly, without all of our employees doing what we do, we would not be here today. Um, shout out to the new additions with Jonah and Justin and Sav, and just the whole team is going really, really crazy, and I'm very excited for them to meet the team. I feel like we've been kind of hiding the team. Just because team building soon, we're in so many transitional phases. You know, this business is so difficult to operate, there's so many different legs to it. So, finding the proper team to put in the proper hours to operate this business is very difficult, but it's amazing to see, you know, how much support we've gotten throughout the years. and and just love what we got going on. You know, it's it's been amazing, and I want to really thank all of everyone that's involved with Polax. It's crazy. I don't think people realize just how much work is actually put into this business. Like, there's so many different avenues from content, not just YouTube or video content, but we have content for the feed. We're taking pictures of everything. We got a sleeve sort and ship, which sometimes I think yesterday they spent five or six hours sleeving and sorting from the. And night we're before. shipping daily. Everything Which gets sent not out many, the next yeah, day. Yeah, exactly. So that's, you rip it last night, it's on the way to you that next afternoon. For sure. So, yeah, I mean, obviously a ton of stuff. Um, I really want to take the next step in marketing. Um, I feel that, you know, we've been super stagnant with some of our big-time co content that we're going to be working on the <gasps> This upcoming week, sorry about that. We're gonna be working on that this upcoming week. Don't drink soda and don't eat fried food. Um, it's what happens. So long story short, next week we're gonna be doing a lot of premium content. So obviously stay tuned and subscribe to our YouTube channel. We're gonna be doing a lot of fun activities with the team. Uh, hopefully we'll be posting that soon. I really wanted to take a dive into the hobby and talk about like kind of what's going on. Um, I feel that we haven't had an informative podcast in a while. So really just wanted to drop some knowledge, drop some opinions, really um, want to talk to you, Philly. So like as far as cards go, right, what do you think really makes a difference on the card? Like how can a card increase in price? Um, I mean, I think a lot, I think one of the biggest things that goes into the value of a card is obviously the rarity. You have mm -hmm. your super short print case hits, like those kabooms and color blasts and stuff like that. Like those cards not only are super short print and really hard to come by, but they just have a lot of eye appeal. Mm -hmm. To me, when I buy a card, I'm looking at eye appeal and population. I want to know, are there 16,000 of this card? If, if so, I'm going to stay away from it. But also like if, if I think it's a cool card, because 
For me, a lot of my collection is just stuff that I appreciate. For sure. How it looks. But some my... of the things that you appreciate actually sell for a lot of money. Like, what, what is, is it? Core Kings where there's the, the blank. The blank slate. The blank oh, slate. Those are like blank slate from Core Kings, you that's know. That's something nobody knows It's a big card. You like it. And, you know, you say you like cards that aren't so expensive, but you do like the expensive uh, There's ones a lot too. of big cards that I love. Like, yeah. those Color Blasts are probably, hands down, one of my favorites. Genesis. I love Genesis. It's a little more of a common short print. You can find those pretty good. When you say short print, can you explain to the people what that means? Does that mean that the card is numbered? So it's a non-numbered short so print. So it's not numbered. Not numbered, but you know it's short print because you rarely see it. Like the Kabooms, they're not numbered, but you don't where those do Kabooms come out of? Absolute for the NFL and Crown Royale for the NBA. Got it. Crown Royale Absolute's hobby. dropping soon, too. Crown, Crown Royale, Royale hobby. It's gotta got to be a hobby. So, and then what are some of your other favorite big you know, inserts or SSPs that sell for a lot of money or just that you like? Like, what what, what other ones do you like? The Genesis are, I always say, probably my favorite parallel that exists. I just think they're such cool looking And where cards. did Genesis come out of? Mosaic Retail. And I cannot wait to see what they do with this year's Mosaic Genesis. I'm curious if they're going to make it the same color or the same uh, design but a different color. Like, I think a pink Genesis would be really cool. Yeah, like for sure. Like a green, orange, something like that. Um, like you mentioned, the blank slates are... Some of the most beautiful cards, just simple. It's literally a picture of the player, the Court Kings logo, their name, and the team name. Yeah, and that's the blank it. slate is sick. On the what about cards. what other cards? Zebras? Oh, zebras all day. Zebras, tigers, elephants. What do you think lions? about oh, zebras since, since Select Retail NFL came out and there was zebras in the Select Retail NFL, although they were die cut? How do you were die cut and they also had like a little wave going on in them. I don't know if you noticed. Well, how'd you feel about that? Do you think that that took away some of the integrity of the zebra? Because I remember that zebra was one of the coolest, nicest, most amazing hits. At first, I definitely was a little frustrated, but the more I considered the fact that, you know, some people can't afford to get a Patrick Mahomes zebra field level, but that Patrick Why Mahomes you zebra make it field a line? level die cut... Why couldn't you make it a line? Well, they did do the there's elephants not, There's not enough them. animals in the jungle? There the are jungle. plenty of them. There are plenty of them. But it's just like a lot of people really love the design of that zebra. It's clean. It's black and white. It I personally think it, it hurt the integrity of the zebra card. I mean, I think the... It hurt my heart just looking at it. I swear. I'm just going to keep it honest with you guys. Like When I looked at that zebra coming out of Select, it hurt my heart. I still bought a bunch of them, and I, and I enjoyed the card, and I thought it was cool. Right I really do like the fact that other people can hit zebras that aren't buying $1,500 boxes. Exactly. I do. But then when you look on the other hand, it's like, what about those people that bought those zebras for a lot? Like, the correlation's cool because the die cut is not there. And I am always happy with the job Panini does. I just wanted to disagree with Philip and really talk about how I felt for the big collectors. Listen, at the end of the day, you can never make everyone happy. Right. When you run a big corporation, a big company, you're never going to make everybody happy. But as long as the industry's growing and people are happy, Panini couldn't be doing a better job. Like, just to put back on that, like, one thing, like, l most little kids can't afford to go out and buy a $1,500 hobby box, but they can get a $100 blaster or $65 hanger, sure. whatever it is, and then you may have a chance to hit one of those zebras, which you would never have been able to hit. A hundred percent. So it's just like, they're hitting different markets of people that can Can we talk about something that's going to completely transition the game for sport? And I don't even want to talk about fanatics and, and, the, and, and how they're going to take over. Before we talk about what Fanatics is going to do for the hobby as far as sports cards go, I want to talk about what Fanatics is doing with memorabilia and how memorabilia is going to affect the community in a positive way and how, you know, 
at the end of the day, what do you think about sports memorabilia? And I think memorabilia is one of the most undervalued things in this sports collectibles realm. I mean, for me, like you all know, I love my cards. I have them all over my apartment, but like somebody walks into my apartment, they got to look for it to see my Correct. John Morant PSA slab sitting there. But you walk in and you see this big sign framed John Morant jersey sitting on the wall. Like that's something that catches your eye. It's, like it's, art. More of a, it's, it's art. It's art. It's 100%. contemporary art. 100%. So like I think memorabilia is super undervalued. I mean, Helmets. I have a signed Steve Spurrier helmet. It's one of my prized possessions in my home. Like it's very niche. Not a lot of people really care about it. It's a Gator signed helmet, but like couldn't have like I a Ray Lewis it. one or something like that. The U, Melgan. Um, yeah. No, I'm, I'm just, I'm just <laughs> kidding. I know Philly loves the Gators. Go Gators, Chomp. Um, super excited about sports memorabilia. I've been talking about it for a while now. I'm really excited for Pull Wax to delve into that realm um of memorabilia obviously i know a lot of athletes that i would like to start you know creating content with creating products with um having them sign stuff doing giveaways giving back to charities we're gonna obviously figure all that out eventually um i just really like memorabilia and i love showing it off as art and i love you know the chase of getting the player to sign the ball or the jersey and, and it's super undervalued i remember as a kid i couldn't afford um, buying the cards, you know, like my dad would buy me one SP authentic pack at $7 or whatever it may be, but it was very difficult to buy boxes and, 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 and rip boxes all the time. But with memorabilia it's a little bit easier because you're, you can't, how much memorabilia can you buy? Right. right. It reminds how me of sneakers. It's like how much you want to buy a nice amount, have a nice amount and you're good. Um, with cards, you can never get enough. Oh my so like it, it's very expensive and, and obviously it's tough with cards, like with, with memorabilia, it's easier. Fanatics is purchasing all the licenses for all of the major sports sports in the world. NFL, MLB, NBA. Who knows? They might get Formula One and soccer coming up. And UFC. And UFC. So That's 20, a huge market. All 2026, it seems that Fanatics will completely take over the sports card industry. Wow, it just hit me. Only five more years of prism. Yeah. Unless they buy out Panini. There's a lot of speculation. I've got a lot There's of There's a ton ideas. of speculation. Like, obviously, it seems that there should be a merger coming sooner than later with Panini and Fanatics before 2026. I don't know exactly how that's all going to look like. Um, what I do know is I really want to hear your opinion on how is this going to shape our industry? You know, it took us a little bit of time to come out publicly and talk about it. And obviously, you know, we wanted to gather our thoughts. We wanted to see how we felt about it. What are you thinking about, like, how it's going to look like? Like, how is this whole game going to look like now? So one of the things that I think about a lot is, like, you know, Panini's a huge company. Topps is a huge company. They've been around for a long time. But Fanatics is a billion-dollar company that's been in the sports industries, very, very connected. They've had the licensing to all of the memorabilia stuff, all of the jerseys and stuff like that. And, like, one cool little thing that I think would be great for, like, hobby acquisition is you buy a jersey on fanatics.com you know nothing about sports cards but they ship you you buy a patrick mahomes jersey they ship you a little patty mahomes base card or something and you yeah. look at that and you get curious and you start looking into it i think it could definitely help people get into the hobby i think there's a lot of people that buy that love sports that go to the games that buy the memorabilia we're missing that demographic we're missing the demographic of if you like sports 
and you don't like sports cards, like that narrative doesn't make sense. To it me. doesn't make sense. And like, you need, and I'm not saying to be an avid buyer or be a big gambler and buy a bunch of stuff. Like you don't have to, to do that. Just be involved. Be involved in the hobby. And like, I think that's going to be something very interesting that Fanatics is going to do is get the general consumer to know more about the hobby, mm-hmm. opposed to this whole niche marketing type of deal. Right. Right. Um, Michael Rubin owns the 76ers. You know, he is a part, a big he part a of the team too, right? He owns, he's, owns a big part of Fanatics. I think he owns the Devils as well. Um, New Jersey Devils and NHL. Long story short, you have the right people involved in the industry. You know, Josh Luber with, did an incredible job with StockX. He's going to be hands-on with Fanatics. And it's just going to be really interesting to see, you know, how this whole thing unfolds. Um, I'm very excited about it. I stand with Fanatics. I stand with Panini. I stand with Tops. I stand with all of the manufacturers making a difference in the hobby my biggest thing is i want to make sure that the things that killed the hobby before don't reoccur again yeah not too many grading companies not too many light not too many manufacturers using the same licensing like there needs to be a hobby police a hobby attorney a hobby legal system there needs to be something that doesn't let Anybody from anybody do anything like it, this is the wild wild west and it just needs to make sure that it really settles down because there's too much going on too many people too many people doing the same thing and I don't like it. Yeah, no 100% um, Just like you said like history tends to repeat itself, but there's ways to make sure that it doesn't you can just sort of make sure that you're not Overprinting, you're making sure that, like you said, not too many people are printing the same thing and all have the same license. We just have to keep the integrity for the hobby there, and I think that that's going to happen just through our day to days and really just con, just continuing to push the envelope, continuing to engage, continuing to teach people about the hobby, and just kind of you know really bringing everybody together. At the end of the day, the only way that the hobby can grow is if we all can talk to each other, work with each other, and just continue to spread the knowledge, spread the information, spread the value, and really teach people how to make money. Because if people aren't making money, they're not gonna stay in the hobby. So how can you get people to make money especially not lose money. I think it's also to be honest with people. I think there's a lot of dishonesty because everybody wants to make money, but like you have to know who to listen to. So, you know, it's a lot of competition. Everybody's trying to undercut each other. And it's a lot of, I wouldn't even say it's cutthroat. They're trying to make it cutthroat, but it's Mm. not necessarily cutthroat because the, you know, the hobby does a really good job with positioning who is going to be allowed to be a decision maker, who's going to have the inventory in their hands. How is that all going to work? They have to trust you, you know, to... You got to build that trust. You got to build that trust. You just walk in here and automatically have a big platform and everybody just automatically is like, oh yeah, this guy can do anything. He can have my money, whatever. Um, I think, like you said, though, like the honesty is the biggest factor. One of the things that we always stress when we're live is rip responsibly because you can very easily, it's a slippery slope ripping boxes. You can go outside of your means. You can... Start to chase, which you start chasing, you're going to... No chasing, guys. No chasing. No chasing. Just do it for fun. You're not here to make money. You're here to do it for fun when it comes to ripping. For opening up sports cards, you are not doing it to make money. You're doing it for fun, and then you can make money if you're having fun. But if you're doing it solely to make money, it's going to be very difficult for you to win. It's like going to the casino and you're trying to win money. It's tough. You're going to have a good time. You might make a couple bucks. Yep, 100%. Like there's, There's certain ways that are just safe bets of making money in the hobby, investing in a player you believe in. Investing in sealed wax because then you're not just investing in that player, you're investing in the entire class. So, like, this one player that you were investing in gets hurt, 
but the rest of this class is doing well, that product is gonna hold its value. So and more importantly than just that, which is why holding sealed wax is so important, not only what you just said is super valid, but is it that much fun to buy a slab that you already know what slab it is? Or is it more fun to open up a box that you have no idea what's coming out Take of? Is it safe to buy the card? Yes. Mm -hmm. Is it fun to buy something that you already know is debatable? No, you get that dopamine hit for a second once you purchase it, then you get in your hand, you look at it, and then you it's put over. it in a box, and it's, it's, it's not as fun anymore. It's, it's definitely like I, what I say to people when they come into the shop is I'm like, obviously, the fun is in ripping. It's exciting. You get that rush of like that's why wax is so popular and that's why the whole breaking industry became so big and the breakers and everything else you know my one thing to fanatics is the distributors play a big role in the hobby and the breakers play a big role in the hobby and the distributors sell to the breakers so there needs to be a fine line of distribution and dtc and b2b and you know, I love what Panini did with FOTL products, like doing that to consumers first. Like, there's a lot mm. of really cool things. I'm sure Fanatics is gonna do a great job. We're all excited about it. I can't wait for it, to be honest with you. And shout out to all the LCSs. Shout out to everybody in the hobby. I know it's not easy to, to hustle in this hobby and to constantly just grow your channel and create content and build your brand, whether you're a small brand or a big brand, like whatever it may be, it's very difficult. So I wanna tip my cap to all the hobby hustlers and everybody doing their thing in the hobby hobby um whether you love pole wax or whether you don't even know about pole wax you know we appreciate all you guys we love all you guys and we hope that this content really you know teaches you something whether it's and if you guys have any questions let us know i really want to get this podcast interactive mm. i want to go live and answer questions with people and have some live fun Q &A with people awesome. i also don't want to do it on instagram because i don't want to leak the podcast prior Too to early, it being right. leaked so we're gonna have to come up with you know certain guests that meet us on a different platform and figure something out there you know mm. um based off the youtube comments we can pick different winners to join our podcast like we'll figure that out like we'll talk that. to the boss like michael that. melgan see what he thinks and we'll see what we can do with that um one of my last takeaways that i would like to do before we end this philly what are we what do we have going on with polax merchandise Wax merchandise. Is that going to be coming soon? Oh, definitely. We've been we've been testing out a few different things here and there. We've gone through a little trial and error as to... We just like perfecting certain things. Yeah, so. we're very picky. We don't want to just dump out some merch that, nobody, that we don't yeah. have a lot of faith in. We want to love it. We want to be in love with it. So we've gone through a lot of different avenues of what we might do, what we may not do. Um, I think we've got some really cool ideas. Pole like wax card stands will be for sale. Stands, sorting trays, something like that. We've got all sorts of things that we're looking to work Hats, on. Hats, right t-shirts, so. like the whole purpose and goal for the pole wax merchandise is to make it very affordable retail. So it's not, so it's inexpensive and release very little of them. Mm -hmm. So there's just a lot of supply and demand, you know, like when the supply's low and the demand is high, that means that other there's going to be opportunities for resale. There's going to be opportunities for other people to make money on different avenues. And I'm just super excited about it. Um, shout out to all the main distributors. Shout out to Panini. Shout out to Top. Shout out to everybody making this hobby great. Shout out to you know all the influencers, all the hobby shops, all the breakers. Everybody putting in this work for this hobby is a beautiful thing. What we've seen over the last six months to a year has been insane. And I cannot wait to see what happens next year and the year following. So. 
Very excited. We got the Tampa show um, September oh, 3rd so to the excited. 5th, right? I'm so excited. And then NFL season kicks off. That, oh my gosh, fantasy football. We got a whole, we got a, and then right after that, I mean, October 15th is the first week of the NBA. Yeah. Like it's about, we're about to get right and in you're back gonna, into And the then it's going to be baseball playoffs. Oh my gosh, there's so baseball, much about to happen. It's just, it's the best time of the year. I'm so excited. It's literally the best time of the it's year. It's funny because like, you know, growing up, summer was always like the best time of the year, but for sports, it's, there's not a lot happening in sports for sure. in the summertime. So, like, and nice for fantasy football, for fantasy football, it's going to be very fun. A lot of content coming with that. We have a pull wax league that we're going to be showing you guys the draft. We're going to be filming tons of content. We're going to be showing you guys reaction videos of the games where we're all hanging out, having a few beers, watching the games, going crazy. We're going to show you guys how much we actually love the sport, how much we love watching Ben Roethlisberger throw touchdowns in the end zone. There's just nothing. There's not a better feeling in the world. And I'm really excited to all just hang out and watch football together. Like, I know we, you it's came to Ale House like, well, a couple times. Mm -hmm. We're going to probably watch all the games in my apartment. I need to get everything ready. I need to get, like, four more TVs. And, watching and we need oh, Melgin to gosh. just take a break from school and say he has a stomachache or something so we can set up the apartment and do all these things. So we can hang out and watch a lot of football Michael Melgin's moves. a very vital uh, – component to the pull wax team so please comment michael melgan under this youtube video to see if you've been watching this far and that's about it philly thank you for joining thank i want you, you to me. continue to run this store the proper way and buy inventory and just show people that pull wax is really for the hobby and mm. we are for the people and we care and we do this every day you know Blood, yeah, sweat, and tears put into this. You sacrifice your entire life for this. I've sacrificed my entire life for this. And we're not the only two people on this team that have sacrificed. So let's keep growing. If you guys want to be a part of the Pull Wax team, send us an email. Shoot us a DM. We're always trying to grow. Uh, the best employees that we have are the people that follow us and watch us. Mm -hmm. right? Yeah, you just got to be, be around so that you've supported for a while and that you care about this. And, and follow up a million times. Definitely follow up a lot. Be consistent. We need consistency. We're a little bit busy. Thank <laughs> you, guys. We appreciate it. We'll talk to you all soon. Let us know if you have any questions. Much love. Peace.